0: THE ROGUE GHOST, EPISODE 7 There we were, in this dimly lit back alley, where the rogue ghost was about to make a deal that would make your skin tingle. He's face to face with this shifty door builder, a real character straight out of a noir flick. Picture this, a hushed exchange, the air thick with mystery. RG, cool as ever, hands over a bundle of magic time, and in return, this shadowy figure slides over a battered old briefcase looking more like it's been through the wars than an accessory. But here's the kicker, it's what's inside that counts.
1: to you, my fellow travelers on this enigmatic journey. Welcome back to another episode in our quest, rich with the discovery of arcane mysteries and shadowed pursuits. Runeweaver and I, your steadfast companions in unraveling the unknown, have ventured deeper into our relentless search for the hidden puzzle boxes left by Santa Claus's allies. With each step forward, the intricate mysteries of our journey grow more profound, casting their long shadows across our path, while the ever-watchful eyes of the Cerberus Syndicate loom ominously close.
0: Hey there, grab a seat and buckle up, because I'm about to whisk you away on a wild ride through our world of mystic mayhem. Every single day we're on the hunt for these elusive puzzle boxes, it's like unraveling the world's most confounding, ever-shifting jigsaw puzzle. And guess who's always breathing down our necks? The Cerberus Syndicate, looming over us like those pesky storm clouds that refuse to clear out. Oh, and let's not forget my dear old friends from the Romado family, they're like that unwelcome twist in a horror flick, popping up when you least expect it. But here's the real kicker, it's this cocktail of danger and uncertainty that juices up our adventure, setting our hearts ablaze with a mix of guts, gusto, and good old adrenaline. We're riding this roller coaster with no brakes, and let me tell you, it's nothing short of electrifying. Alright folks, shut those eyes and imagine you're right here with us, in the thick of this insane journey. We're talking about a world where reality and magic blend together, as dizzying as a knight slamming back too many tequila shots. See, in our universe, magic's not some dusty old fairy tale, it's real, pulsating through the streets, infused in every audacious move we make. Now, as we lay out our latest wild escapades, remember this, you're not just on the sidelines. Nope, you're in the heart of the action with us, a fellow trailblazer diving deep into our maze of mysteries. Picture our story as this rich, dazzling tapestry, stitched with cryptic hints, elusive riddles, and yeah, a hint of romance to keep the flame alive. Brace yourselves, everyone, because this adventure's just gearing up to hit the next level.
1: At the core of our determined pursuit, the mysterious puzzle boxes loomed large, casting their captivating spell upon us. Our focus honed like the keen edge of a blade, Runeweaver and I found ourselves captivated by the intricate web of the first puzzle box. With each passing moment spent dissecting this puzzle, we were certain that time and tenacity would conspire to reveal the hidden path to its solution. As the puzzle box lay before us, it whispered secrets yet untold, and we were determined to listen decipher, and triumph. Weaver, ever the master of metaphor, likened it to an impossible Rubik's cube, a complex contraption where each segmented face could potentially align to form a coherent image. The task before us demanded dexterity of mind rather than of fingers, as we endeavored to twist, rotate, and align the individual segments. It was as though we were chess players in a grand intellectual game, each turn revealing new possibilities and unforeseen challenges but our immediate focus must now pivot to the pressing enigma of the second puzzle box. This new conundrum, laid before us like a challenge from an unseen maestro of mysteries, demands our undivided attention and keenest intellect. A fresh riddle, entwined with the very essence of this box, beckons us to unravel its secrets.
0: Hold up a second before we plunge into the deep end with our latest riddle. We've got to chat about this tiny hiccup we hit. We were in dire need of a secret lair, a place to hunker down, especially after our wild tango with the Cerberus Syndicate in the Big Apple. Believe me, crashing in some generic hotel just wasn't cutting it anymore, not with those syndicate goons playing tag with us in the shadows. Enter my late aunt Vanessa, the unsung hero of this tale. Back in her heyday, Anne V. fell in love with the UK, and she snagged herself this quaint, forgotten watermill nestled in the serene Sussex countryside. This place? It was practically napping under a cozy blanket of dust and spiderwebs, totally off everyone's radar. And just when we were scrambling for a hideout, bam! It popped into my mind as the perfect bolt hole. Now, here's the catch. Officially, the watermill was in my name now. But, you know, with my name being as noticeable as a blazing neon sign on Google Maps, since my cover got blown, I hadn't set foot there. The Romano family nipping at my heels? Yeah, not exactly guests I wanted to entertain. But that watermill, it's like an uncut gem, just waiting for its turn in the spotlight. It's more than just some old building, it's like a treasure trove of my past, all tangled up with memories of Aunt Vanessa. She was this badass investigative reporter, the kind who sparked my thirst for uncovering the truth. Tragically, her story didn't have a fairy tale ending. She got snatched away in her prime, hot on a story's trail. It's a stark reminder, folks, that when you're knee-deep in the truth-digging business, the path can turn way darker than you'd ever expect.
1: Upon our return to the shadowed streets of London, with the first elusive puzzle box securely in our possession, we were suddenly hit with a clear understanding. The Repirio, our vigilant guardian, had ceased its watchful function. It appeared that its mystical gaze was tethered solely to the confines of New York City, rendering it dormant once we arrived back on English soil. Its once vibrant pulse of guidance had fallen silent, leaving us without its protective embrace in this familiar yet perilous landscape. This revelation was a double edged sword. While we were momentarily bereft of the Rapirio's safeguarding presence, it also signified that the Cerberus Syndicate's agents were equally hindered in their pursuit. Their magical paper compasses were now rendered ineffective on this side of the Atlantic. However, this did little to diminish the need for unwavering vigilance. The absence of the Rapirio's protection was a prominent signal that our journey was filled with danger at every turn. In a world where shadows held secrets and every corner could harbor unseen threats, our guard remained perpetually raised. So, in the cloak of night, Runeweaver and I, with our identities veiled by the enchantment of our hacked shimmer rings, embarked on a clandestine journey. Our path took us to the watermill, its rustic facade bathed in the silver luminescence of the moon, standing as a silent sentinel to times long past. As we stood there, the whisper of the wind through its time-worn walls spoke to me of latent potential, a hidden promise nestled within these secluded and enigmatic confines. Here, in this forgotten relic far from the relentless gaze of the world, we had stumbled upon an ideal haven, a prospective secret base that resonated with the echoes of history and the allure of the unknown. Yet, as we delved deeper into this seemingly tranquil refuge, a disquieting truth began to unfurl around us like a dark tapestry it became starkly evident that the Watermill had not been spared the intrusion of outside forces. Traces of both magical and non-magical intrusions were unmistakably present, a clear indication that forces unknown had trespassed in their inexorable pursuit of Runeweaver. The unsettling realization dawned upon us that her apprehensions about the paper trail of ownership leading back to her were well-founded. Amongst these foreboding revelations, one discovery stood out in its unsettling nature, a series of eye carvings, meticulously etched into the bark of the trees encircling the watermill. These were not the random defacements of a wayward vandal, they were imbued with an air of intention and purpose. The carvings bore the unmistakable hallmark of magical intervention, etched forcibly into the very essence of the wood. These arcane symbols were more than mere marks, they were vigilant sentinels, imbued with a singular purpose, to maintain an unwavering watch over this place, particularly with an eye towards any potential return by Runeweaver. This revelation cast a shadow over our possible sanctuary, a reminder that our journey was fraught with unseen eyes and hidden threats. It was a stark reminder that in this world of shadows and secrets, one can never be too cautious, and that safety, perhaps, is but an illusion in the face of such persistent dangers. Yet, in this moment, I was profoundly grateful for our cautious approach the shimmer rings shielded our identities, rendering us invisible to the magical eyes carved into the trees. In this realm where every step could be watched, and every move tracked, such precautions were not just wise, they were essential for our survival and the continuation of our quest.
0: So, let's get real about our little watermill hideout. Are concerns about keeping it tighter than Fort Knox? Totally legit. I mean, I've tussled with the Cerberus Syndicate, dodged the Romano sneaky moves, and kicked up dust with a whole crew of baddies I outed in my Truthweaver podcast days. So trust me when I say, holing up in an old watermill with a neon sign flashing, Ruby Nevis here, is about as effective as using bubble wrap for a bulletproof vest. We might as well send out invitations to every goon I've ever crossed paths with. And get this, those eye carvings we found on the bark? They were spanking new, like they'd been etched while we were off playing Nancy Drew. One thing's crystal clear, the syndicates done their homework, piecing together my old gig as Truthweaver and my current alias, Runeweaver. And you bet they're blabbing about it, just like they did when they blew my cover wide open. So turning our quaint watermill into a fortress that'd make Alcatraz look like a walk in the park. We needed a touch of magic that would make even a fairy godmother green with envy. We needed a secret entrance so slick, so magically incognito, it'd leave absolutely no breadcrumbs for our uninvited guests to follow.
1: Deep within London, under the cover of night's mystical embrace, Rune Weaver and I embarked on a mission shrouded in secrecy. With the Rapirio's watchful gaze no longer upon us and the enchanted spectacles now failing me, we relied on my angel's magical music box for a modicum of security. It was a necessary measure, ensuring our movements remained hidden from the ever-watchful CCTV cameras. This music box, a remnant of enchantments past, had become an essential tool in our arsenal particularly when venturing out without the protection of our shimmer rings. We knew we had to use these rings cautiously, conserving their magic for moments of dire need. Our path led us into the hidden depths of the city's enchanter community, a realm where the arcane whispers and the magic thrums just beneath the surface of the everyday. Our destination was none other than the mysterious magic dealer who had previously graced Runweaver with her mystical sight revealing Tattoo, a character steeped in the hidden lore and clandestine secrets of the magical world. This purveyor of the arcane was more than just a mere trader of magical trinkets, he was a guardian of knowledge, a keeper of secrets that elude the perception of the uninitiated. His insights and connections were crucial to our quest, and it was to him that we turned in our hour of need. There, amidst relics and artifacts that span the spectrum of the mystical, I engaged in the delicate art of negotiation. Our aim was singular in focus to secure an audience with an illicit traverse builder, a member of the clandestine group responsible for the creation of the Shadow Gate pathway. This individual, a master of their craft, possessed the rare and invaluable expertise to craft pathways through the very fabric of reality, pathways that could prove pivotal in our quest. Such a meeting was not easily arranged. For those who dabble in the creation of unauthorized traverses tread a fine line between the mystical and the forbidden. Yet, the urgency of our quest left no room for hesitation. With careful bartering and the promise of compensation in the currency of the hidden world, we secured our chance to meet with this shadowy architect of magical gateways.
0: Okay, huddle up. It's time for a little runweaver Reminder 101 on traverses. Think of them as your VIP pass to a hidden mystical world. Imagine secret doorways that zap you to far-off exotic places, it's like stepping into Narnia, minus the old wardrobe and talking lions. Just the thought of it sends shivers down my spine. Picture zipping from the foggy streets of London to the buzzing heart of New York City in the snap of a finger. It's like living in a fairy tale, but with way cooler magic tech. Now, these traverses, they're usually the handiwork of this elite squad of enchanters, the big leagues, known as door builders. But here's where it gets juicy, any enchanter with enough magical chops, can whip up their own personal traverse. But don't get it twisted, we're not talking child's play here. Crafting one of these bad boys is a mammoth task. It eats up magic time like nobody's business. Think of it like cooking up a fancy souffle, only swap out the eggs for a pinch of starlight and a whole lot of sass.
1: In the unyielding race against time and the ever-looming shadow of the Cerberus Syndicate, we found ourselves in a dimly lit back alley, a stone's throw away from the magic dealer's hidden abode. There, under the cover of London's secret of twilight, we rendezvoused with the door builder, a figure shrouded in enigma and steeped in the clandestine arts of magic. He presented an intriguing proposition. He offered us a unique artifact, an old weathered white wooden door traverse, ingeniously compacted and contained within the confines of a nondescript briefcase. This was more than a mere object, it was a gateway, a portal compressed into a form both portable and discreet. Let me now delve deeper into the intricacies of magic time. A resource as valuable as it is elusive in our hidden world of enchanters. As I have touched upon before, magic time is not just a concept but a tangible commodity, one that can be traded and bartered in the shadowy corridors of our clandestine marketplaces. It is a currency that bears a weighty price, a clear reflection of its potency and rarity. In my pursuit to harness and optimize my magical abilities, beyond the limits of a single day each year, I engage in a ritual that borders on the arcane. On the anniversary of the awakening of my magic, I seek out a trader of exceptional skill and repute. This individual possesses the rare ability to extract my magic time, transforming it into a more pliable and utilizable form known as magic shots. These fragments of magic are akin to precious stones, each a key capable of unlocking realms beyond the ordinary, of bending and shaping reality itself. They are carefully extracted and stored within a liberium, much like the one we temporarily liberated from that syndicate agent in Central Park. This transaction, however, comes at a significant price. For every portion of magic time extracted and converted, the trader claims an equal share as payment, a steep toll indeed. In my case, 12 magic shots are allocated to me, while an equivalent 12 are claimed by the trader. It is a formidable cost but one that is essential for the dispersion of my magic throughout the year, a necessary sacrifice to maintain my abilities in this world shrouded in secrecy and power. The acquisition of this traverse, a tool of immense potential and significance, demanded a considerable trade. In exchange for this artifact, I relinquished all 12 magic shots I had garnered from my last magic spark anniversary in December. Now, as we stand on the precipice of new discoveries, my reservoir of magic time has been significantly depleted. Only a scant collection of magic shots, pilfered from the hidden vaults of the Spectrus Order, remain at my disposal. These are the remnants of my once abundant source of magic, a limited and precious reserve against the ever-encroaching darkness of our journey. The path ahead, fraught with uncertainty and peril, now hinges on the cautious use of this dwindling magical resource.
0: So, there we were, R.G. and I, diving headfirst into an escapade that promised to flip our whole safe hideout hunt on its head. Where did our trail lead us? Straight to this quaint little lane tucked away in Sheffield, just a hop, skip, and a jump from an existing door on the Shadowgate pathway. Now, get this image in your head, I'm standing there, eyes wide, as the rogue ghost whips out what looks like a toy door from this old briefcase. But hold on, it's not playtime here. This little marvel starts stretching and growing, right in front of our very eyes, blossoming into a proper, life-sized door. It's like watching a page from a fantasy novel come alive. But the real showstopper? This isn't your everyday door. Oh no, it's cloaked in this slick layer of perception magic. To anyone else, it's as invisible as a ghost. To us? It's as clear as day. Talk about having your own secret entrance to the magic club. And trust me, that's a VIP pass you want when you're diving into clandestine adventures like ours, right?
1: With a flourish of deft movements, infused with the subtle weave of enchanter magic, I connected the ancient door to the very core of our newfound clandestine base. It was a masterful interplay of sorcery and practicality, creating a portal that bridged realms a threshold into a sanctuary bypassing the invasive gaze of the Cerberus Syndicate and all others who might dare to unravel our closely guarded secrets this doorway our own crafted shadow gate was a testament to the ingenuity and necessity that our perilous journey demanded as the door seamlessly melded into its place the watermill this bastion of age and memory stood poised to embrace its new role as our fortress of solace and strategy within these hallowed and whispering walls we would delve into the labyrinth of riddles, untangling the web of enigmas that shrouded our path. Here, we would safeguard the puzzle boxes, each a cryptic key to unlock Santa Claus's last Christmas door. The watermill was no longer just a relic of the past, it had become the pivotal nexus of our ongoing odyssey against the darkness. As the echoes of our relentless pursuit reverberated through the tapestry of time, a new enigma beckoned us forth, an enigma that bore the hallmark of romance, intrigue, and love itself. The second riddle from Santa Claus's cryptic Christmas card had unfolded before us like a well-worn parchment, its words etching themselves into the very fabric of our odyssey. It said, in a city of love's enchanting view, begin the quest where two turtle doves coo, near iconic waters where lovers are locked in romance anew.
0: As you know, the rogue ghost didn't just bring me into the fold for my dazzling good looks and sparkling charm. Nope, he needed my razor-sharp mind and problem-solving prowess to tackle the mysteries that come our way. And, oh boy, did our latest riddle hit a high note? It was beckoning us to the one and only Paris. That's right, lovers and dreamers, the city of lights was calling our names, with none other than the oh-so-romantic Pont Arts bridge as our next hotspot. The moment I cracked the code of that riddle, it was like Santa Claus himself gave us his magical thumbs up through his Christmas card. That little lantern on the front sprang to life like a warm glowing beacon of hope, whispering secrets and sweet nothings about our next move. That lantern, it's not just a light, it's like a nod from the cosmos, a wink from the universe, nudging us through the twists and turns of this wild goose chase. And boom, there it was, now shining inside the card, magically written as plain as can be, Paris, you beautiful, mysterious thing.
1: As we set aside the challenge of unlocking the first puzzle box, albeit momentarily, our journey veered onto a new path. Our objective was now the enigmatic second puzzle box, its secrets as yet untold. Rune Weaver, with her unparalleled prowess in the realm of digital sleuthing, plunged into the boundless ocean of the internet. Her search, conducted with the precision of a seasoned detective, led her to a discovery that seemed to encapsulate the very essence of romance, a photograph that spoke volumes in its quiet simplicity. Captured within its frame was the Pond Azar, adorned with an array of lover's padlocks. Each lock, a symbol of unbreakable bonds, represented a promise of eternal love, sealed with the click of a padlock and affirmed by a key surrendered to the river's depths. Runeweaver's investigation delved deeper, leading her to an exhaustive online catalog that meticulously chronicled each and every lock that graced the iconic bridge. Amidst this sea of heartfelt declarations, one padlock stood distinctly apart, a beautifully etched lock adorned with the delicate, intertwined figures of two turtle doves. These doves, universally recognized as emblems of love's eternal nature, pointed unmistakably to the clue we sought in our quest. It was a discovery that resonated with profound significance, marking a pivotal moment in our mission. This lock, with its artful depiction of turtle doves, was undeniably the key to unlocking the mysteries of the second puzzle box, a guidepost leading us ever closer to the heart of our cryptic journey.
0: Let me lay down what my deep dive research dug up. You see, back in History Lane, those lovey-dovey padlocks on the pond are, heavy with all those sweet nothings and secrets, got the boot in 2015, talk about a love story cut short? But here's where the plot thickens, like a good mystery novel. In 2017, clusters of these padlock sweethearts got a second chance at life, whisked off to new homes through a series of auctions. Now, our mission got as clear as a freshly wiped window. We needed to track down that one particular lock I discovered, the one playing lovebirds with those adorable turtle doves engraved on it. And would you believe it? That lantern on Santa's Christmas card lit up again, like it was cheering us on. It was like getting another warm, glowing high-five from fate itself, telling us we were hot on the trail.
1: As we plunged deeper into this woven narrative, the Pond itself seemed to whisper its secrets to us. It had stood as a silent custodian of innumerable tales of love, each padlock a testament to the enduring strength of human connection. Now, the enigma of the turtle-dove's puzzle box lay unfurled before us, an intricate puzzle yearning to be deciphered. And there we stood, Runeweaver and I, united by the inexorable threads of destiny, ready to embrace the challenges that awaited in the heart of the City of Love. Until next time, my kindred spirits, keep the flame of belief ever burning.